Hi, and welcome to Effective's Top 10 Tips podcast. Each episode is a quick roundup of practical, easy-to-implement tips on a wide range of management and personal development themes. As always, full show notes for this episode, including a handy summary of each tip, are available on our website. Just see the episode notes for this and many other useful links. We also offer workshops and coaching on all topics covered in this podcast series. Today's episode is on being resilient. Tip number one. It's okay to wallow for a while. When times are tough, it's okay to wallow, but not permanently. So only wallow for a while. Sometimes things just do get on top of us a bit and we need to take a break, step back and, you know, dive under the duvet. But not for life and not for long. So yes, give yourself a break. Take some time out. Treat yourself. Disappear. Look after yourself. But only wallow for a while. Don't make it a permanent state. Tip number two. Learn to let things go. That's an easier thing to say than to do. For many, many people, letting go is a real skill that takes time and effort to develop. But here's the point. If there is absolutely nothing you can do about it, then not letting it go has some serious downsides. The first one is that it's preoccupying you, which probably means that you worry about it even though you can't do anything about it. So it's a bit of an unproductive emotional state to worry without being able to resolve. And secondly, of course, it occupies you and therefore prevents you from getting on with things that you can do. So worrying is not a productive or action-centered strategy. It probably takes you down. It may also take down the other people who are close to you. So do we hang on to things that really we should let go of because it will set us free? Apparently in India, if you try and catch a monkey, you build a little perspex cage sunk into the ground with a little hole at the side, and inside the cage you put a banana. Apparently monkeys go mad for bananas, so the hole is big enough for the monkey to put their hand in and reach out and get the banana. But of course when they try to get the banana back out, they can't because the fist now holding the banana is too big to come back out through the hole. But rather than let go of something they desire, they hang on to it, and so they remain trapped and easily caught. Tip number three, forgive. Forgiveness is a really powerful concept. Many of us in life will have been hurt. We'll have been upset. We'll have been let down, and our natural reaction is to resent that and to carry that hurt and pain with us. But in fact, the only person who's really suffering with that hurt is you. If you can learn to just let it go and forgive, to move on, you absolutely will be healthier and more resilient. You'll have brought about closure on the event and the pain. Tip number four. Keep your reservoir topped up. We all have a stock of assets, mental, physical, emotional, and just like water in a reservoir, they can deplete because they're all being used up far more than being replenished. So in order for a reservoir to work, 
the outgoing has to be topped up with the incoming. So how is your reservoir balance? Are you spending excessively without topping up? So there are two things here. One is to be careful about how much of your emotional, physical and mental reservoir you spend. And then think also about what you're actually doing to keep that topped up. What do you do to build and sustain your emotional, physical and mental well-being? So, be careful not to get depleted in your personal reservoir. Keep your reservoir topped up. Tip number five. Eat, sleep, exercise. A good way to keep our reservoir topped up is to do three key things. Eat well, sleep well and exercise well. It should be everybody's daily mantra. What really matters is your well-being, your overall health. So find strategies that help you build that. And they usually revolve around how well you sleep, which is not only how long you sleep, but the quality of your sleep, how well you eat, and how well you exercise. And exercise doesn't mean to say you have to be a gym bunny. I go for a walk every day. I don't go anywhere near a gym. The main thing is I think about moving, about keeping your body active. So, go dancing. Dance around the kitchen when you're making a meal or just before you sit down to eat. Take the stairs rather than the lift. Just go for walks at lunchtime. Just move. Don't become too much of a couch potato. Tip number six. Count your blessing. I'm a huge fan of this. I wake up and I think usually somewhere during the day, I really am lucky. You know, the life I have. It is in many ways, in global terms, my life, and possibly yours too, is exceptional. There are so many other people, millions, billions of people, far, far worse off than me. So really, really, what have I got to grumble about? You know, I've got my health, my well-being, I'm a happy bunny. Why wouldn't I be with so much to be grateful for? So let's not get things out of proportion. Keep a sense of perspective. And I think it's just useful every morning to wake up and think, you know, I'm lucky to be who I am, where I am, and who I'm with. One way of doing this as a routine is to choose three quotes that are positive affirmations about life and how you live it. And read these every morning, before work. Tip number seven. Move through life with a positive mindset. What I mean by that is that in any given situation, see and look for the positives in it. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, we've had a lot of rain recently. And I said, yes, isn't everything green, vibrant and healthy looking? Yes, rain can be seen as a negative for sure. People get wet and it looks cold and miserable, but the land is being nourished. It's why we have such lush pasture in this green and pleasant land. So look for the positives in things. For example, if you have to face a difficulty, then frame it as a challenge. Have some positive self-talk, such as, let's see how I do. How can I manage this as well as I can? So it's about mindset. Tip number eight. Ask yourself these three key questions. This is a kind of three-point tip. You're asking yourself three questions as you face something that might be taking you down or causing a concern or a worry. Question one, what's the worst that could happen? Two, how likely is it to happen? And three, then what will I do if the worst happens? There's two things about that third question. 
One is that it really gives you a sense of perspective. What is the worst that can happen? Well, and if that might happen, how likely is it? And even if potentially it could happen, what would I do about it? Because I still have to have some kind of reaction if the worst comes to the worst. So some people have a real struggle with thinking through the possibilities of difficulty. As soon as they see something, they'll frame it as, it's going to be bad. The outcome would always be bad. Get more of a sense of perspective by asking the three questions. What's the worst that can happen? How likely is it? And then what? Tip number nine. Avoid catastrophizing. It's a big word. It's a funny word, really. But it's seeing the worst in everything. You know that some people have a frame where if there's uncertainty, it's bound to go wrong. It's bound to be bad. It's never going to work. I always tell this little story about my mum, bless her. She's really quite tiny and easily nervous in some areas. So she decided she wasn't going to learn how to drive. When I asked why, she said, well, I might have an accident to kill myself or kill somebody else. I said, okay, so how are you going to get around? And she said, well, I'll just go by public transport. So I said, well, then what if you're in a vehicle? So she said, yeah, of course, I c that can crash as well, can't they? Well, I'll just be a pedestrian. And I said, well, what could happen to a pedestrian? And she said, yeah, yeah, of course, pedestrians can be knocked down. I'll tell you what, I'll just stay in my house, two up, two down. And then what? Oh, yes, yeah, she said, I heard the other day about somebody falling down the stairs, breaking their neck. I said, so what are you going to do? And she just looked at me and smiled and said, it's ridiculous, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. You know, life is actually risky. Something untoward and unhelpful and really sad happens to somebody somewhere every day. But it doesn't mean we should live our life as fully as we can. Tip number 10. Convert worry into problem solving. It's a three-step approach. The first step is to recognise when you're worrying. For me, my stomach churns. But other signs could be tight shoulders or neck ache or sweaty palms or palpitations. There's usually some physiological sign that you're worrying that you should learn to recognise when you start to worry. And when you do, move to the second step. Create what we call a program interrupt, something that's going to stop you in your tracks. For instance, I have a mental image of a flashing red neon sign that simply says, stop, stop, stop. So I've now associated the churn in my stomach with this flashing neon sign. So the second step is to create the program interrupt. It ends, it intervenes, it interrupts the worry program. It stops you in your tracks. And then the third step is to move into a five-step problem-solving thinking frame. And here are the five steps. What's the problem? Why is it a problem? What are my options? Which of those do I prefer? Do it. That's it. And while I'm working my way through those five steps, all of which will make me think about my answers, I don't have the mental space to worry. The mind cannot equally pay attention to two separate thought processes. So either the worry will be strong enough to beat the problem solving, or, as is often the case, the problem solving will beat the worry. And also, of course, potentially, solve the problem.
So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it or leave us a review. Remember, you can find full show notes on our website, plus a growing library of free resources which you can easily search by theme to find content that's relevant for you. We also offer workshops and coaching on a wide range of topics. Links to all of these resources are in the episode notes. Thank you. Thank you.